What's up, Who That Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Two Point Conversion is the reaction show. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. Well, there we go. The preseason is in the books, and we are now just two weeks away from the first game of the regular season. Today's game ended in a defeat against the Houston Texans, giving us a two and one preseason record. I believe that means we are still never gone undefeated in the preseason in franchise history. Go Saints! Fire Dennis Allen. <laughs> Joining me this week are Jason and Wesley. What's up, fellas? What's up? Doing all right. Doing okay. Ooh. I can't believe it's only two weeks away until regular season. Oh, so close. So That's close. Good, That's such a good feeling. Yep, sure is. Next weekend's going to be a bit rubbish because there's no there's no games on, but you do have college next week, so yeah, we got we got the big LSU game next weekend, so yeah, yeah. I know yeah. this this week zero in college football. As I was excited, and I turn on the game, and Notre Dame wins like forty something to zero, oh, so, and all the games are blowouts. I'm like, oh fuck this. Obviously, obviously the the Notre Dame game was was in Dublin, so it was it was on telly over here. Oh, terrible game. Yeah, yeah, so bad. Absolutely terrible. The weather was awful. It's an outdoor stadium. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Right. We're here to talk about the good and the bad from the Saints preseason game um, against the Texans. Um, I'll start with the good. Um, I've written down uh, three names that really stood out for me today. Uh, I'll go through them in order as they're on here. First one, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. How good was that to see? It's- yeah, brought back ahead, memories, Jason. man. Go ahead. Just yeah, just brought back memories, man. Great to. I don't know if he still had it in him. Well, but he yeah. he hasn't in seven years. It's the best. It's the best drive that he's had in seven years. Like I, I don't get it. I, I'm I'm I hope he doesn't get drug tested tomorrow. Yeah, right. and I, and I don't mean because of seizures. I mean because he looks like he was like twenty six years old. I I don't get it. I have, I I thought we could have a productive. Jimmy Graham, you know, going and standing in the corner of the end zone and jumping and like just seeing like if he out rebounds people for the ball, like that was Jimmy Graham. That was like without Drew Brees throwing to him, that was Jimmy Graham tonight. Like that was the old Jimmy Graham. It was so weird. I don't, I, I cannot explain. I, I got if he's got some sort of superpower when he's wearing black and gold, but I don't know if I've seen him look that way. I've watched Jimmy Graham games over the last five six years. That's not who the guy's been. Yeah, I thought we'd see like the touchdown. Like that's kind of what I expected. Not that that twenty-something yard catch before fighting for the ball. I just I did not think he had that in him. That's that's his running up the seam. That's 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 what he did so often down here. I just didn't know if, if he could. And at least in short spurts, maybe he can. I don't know if he can do this for a full season, but it was it was awesome to see. They they brought up a stat on the on the on the coverage i don't know if you saw it he he had more yards and touchdowns for the saints between 2010 and 2014 than he has had since 2014 yeah i mean it's yeah it's like he hadn't been the same player since he left yeah he had. but yeah i mean i mean the the, the 20 yard catch was uh was was impressive you know it was back shoulder you know that that's unguardable but the touchdown is unguardable they yeah. matched him up against a short cornerback and literally, there is absolutely no way without pass interference that that cornerback was going to get anywhere. Even with pass interference, he probably wasn't going to get anywhere near the ball. What, what are like you a doing? Rebound. What are you doing in the red zone with Michael Thomas, Jawan Johnson, and Jimmy Graham all on the field? And then you've got 
Jamal Williams, who's a wrecking ball, or Taysom Hill back there. And then you'll have Alvin Kamara somewhere that you're needing to keep an eye on. I mean, like, you got three guys who you have to fight them for the ball, and they're yep. going to win every time between between Graham and Juwan Johnson and Michael Thomas. And then you got a wrecking ball like Jamal Williams, and then super athletic, you can't even keep up with him, Alvin Kamara. Like, what do you do? Like, that's... I, it's it's crazy. Like it's it definitely sets up some red zone stuff. But but Jimmy Graham did it all the way down the field. It wasn't just the red zone only package. Like he played a tight end full role for a couple of series, and it, he he looked like he belongs. I mean, it's pretty clear that Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael wanted to see if he could do it, and he can. And I think there was something to be said about the um, embrace between him and Jameis. I think that Jimmy Graham went over and said you just gave me a spot on this day. Like, like I think Jimmy Graham, that embrace was, that's what they needed to see. You gave that to me and gave me the opportunities. And like, he, he knew right then and there, and they both knew Jimmy Graham just made the team. Yeah. If there was any question, like Kat, Kat Terrell put out her 53 man roster date and her headline for the article was, is Jimmy Graham going to make the team? Yeah. Like, they slammed, slammed the door on that. They hugged, embraced, get Jimmy out. Like, that's it. Yeah, that, that was an emphatic, I'm making this team statement and f- fair play. And did you know what? The dome was half empty. If he scores a touchdown two weeks' time, that place is going to explode. Yeah, I'll be there to, to watch it. I think it was 80% empty. You could have been there today. Anyway, uh, let's not go into that one again. Let's not go into that one again. So another player on the offense that impressed me today, and uh, Wesley, in our little chat during the game, you, you said you were impressed, was, was Kendra Miller again. Yeah, I mean, one, super happy to see him with three three catches. So him catching the ball and hitting full speed. Um, he's uh, um, he's figuring out some places to to make some cuts. And you can see you can see him making mistakes but he's like making mistakes trying to move fast. And I think that what I saw, he's got little things that he's going to be coached up on, but like by the second half of the year, I think he's going to be a major part of this offense. Um, he just, he just got to get some things to get worked out about when to cut and when to not, and when to go full speed and when to slow down and all that kind of stuff. But you can, you can see it getting closer and closer, like just over three games, you're seeing him get closer and closer to yeah. breaking some and, and, and we're, we haven't watched him play behind a, a real offensive line yet. Let's That's the be, point I was just be, about to make. Let's be real about that. Um, but uh, him and Jamal Williams, all the catches they've been making, slam the door again on that conversation of, well, what's the offense going to look like? Is it going to be predictable? And depending on who you have in there and all that kind of stuff, it looked good. Yeah, no, it did. It did. Jason, anything on Kendrick Miller? Well, no, it's it's good to see the progression, you know, as as a rookie, that's going to happen. And and one big thing about the game, we're going to talk about all the guys that look good early in the game. The Texans were playing their starters, and anybody who did well on offense did so with Pete as the best off offensive lineman we had on the field. So if they made plays, they 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 found a way to overcome the shittiness of the offensive line against Houston starters and still were able to make plays. So to me, it it's almost those stats are almost better because they weren't playing behind behind their full offensive line for sure um, around them. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, spoiler alert on the bad list. I've actually got Andrews Pete's name um, written on the, on the bad list. Maybe a bit of a harsh one, but we'll come to that shortly. Um, the last player I've got written down um, in the good column for me, um, Brian Brzee. There was some serious, serious 
positive signs on show today from from him, particularly the two spin moves that both led to that both led to sacks. He looked, yeah. I mean, we were hoping that he'd make some kind of an impact this year. How long it was going to take, but he looks like he belongs already. He really does. So I'm thrilled. I'm not sure what all moves he has, and I don't want to act like I know how many times uh, interior defensive linemen can use a spin move in a game and it it work. I I don't know. It's going to work a few times at least this year. Like I I said that in the last one, like he is going to make an impact in in season one. He will have some some sacks or he's going to have definitely be credited for the reason some sacks happen. Um, I don't know if that's also going to come, you know, in the run game, if he's going to be a problem and he's spinning while a running back goes yeah, past him either. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, but he's going to pressure some quarterbacks. or He's going to make some quarterbacks move. Um, he's going to frustrate some offensive linemen as a rookie. Um, and that, that, that dude stays healthy. He's going to get a lot of experience and he's going to be, um, he, he's going to develop something quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is. Um, yeah, they said the 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 spin move just looked. I mean, the the, the offensive linemen were going the wrong way, and the first one he didn't finish the sack, did he? He no, missed the sack. Fosky actually got it. Him and Fosky met at the quarterback. Yeah. But, well, one thing I know we're sitting here talking about, we're saying interior defensive linemen and all this. He is six five three zero five. Like, and and you'd sit there. I think you'd watch those moves and go, "Oh, that guy inside there. That's probably six three two seventy five." He's six five three oh five, and he's just a wide human being who, the the way he moves is is special, um, really ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And just just one more that's popped into my head now um, from the interior defensive line: it's, uh, Malcolm Roach making splash plays again. Um, you know, he Roach got in clicks. on he got in on the 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 fumble didn't he calls the fumble that, that that they recovered themselves in the first half but every game he's made a play where he kind of stands out so as a rotational piece i think he's going to be really good this year well and we've yeah. heard that about practice that he's been in training camp he's been one of the stars of training camp making plays all the time so um we we, we expect him to, to to show up this year really yeah. lining up to be a solid rotation of defensive linemen on this team that's a big question mark coming in but they got a lot of dudes that can rotate in and out and it appears to be productive. So well, and we've got to we've got to figure out with that, like what is the balance? And this has got to become down to Dennis Allen's like defensive coach greatness. He's got to figure out what that rotation is that lets those people make impacts. Because none of these guys are an A plus superstar, like put them in there, like it's Cam Jordan. Like besides him, the rest of the guys like We've got to figure out how to make an impact because our guys are fresh and healthy and rotated right, mm-hmm. not because they're just better than the offensive linemen across from them. And so yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but like it feels like we have like seven second string defensive linemen that are like <laughs> really good, like B plus defensive linemen, like really good second stringers are any of them like real first stringers like and i don't know like we're gonna see that and hopefully somebody gets challenged and makes makes plays but um we've got a whole lot of guys you're like they belong in the nfl but are they the the guy that makes the difference are they you know uh, so so so, man it's 
I think that we've got to have a rotation of like fresh guys that are there. So maybe that's the way we, we have them make plays. Yeah. I think this time next year, we might be talking about Brian Brzee getting up into that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I upper, agree. Upper kind of stage. Um, okay. So the bad, um, I kind of struggled with this a little bit because um, I'm very conscious that a lot of the people that played in this game are probably not going to make the, uh, probably not going to make the 53. I mentioned him before. Um, obviously, Andres Pete got uh, a run out. Um, I don't think he is a starter anymore. I think that is clearly going to be James Hurst. Um, is going to be the starter at left guard. But even when he was in the game, Pete didn't look didn't look great. Got beat a couple of times. This was his first action of the preseason. It, yeah, really. I don't know he's just, could, he's yeah. just coming off of injury. He, he he's been doing one on ones and been practicing with the second team for a week. Coming off of a, a quad injury that for a huge guy, a 340 pound guy, like I'm not sure if I if I if I care. I think over the next couple of weeks he gets in better game shape. Yeah. And um uh, and will be a good backup to James Hurst and uh, yeah. and other people. Um, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I if I care. Like I don't I mean Andrews Pete at his almost like veteran minimum renegotiated salary ain't getting cut. Right. So, yeah. so like, yeah. he's he's on the roster. He is, isn't he? yeah, he is yeah. super depth there. Yeah. So but that's why I said I kind of struggled to to come up with um, people or well, positions for 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 the for the bad. Um, I had another another today. good. Only two penalties. Big, that was a big uh, difference yes. from last week. Yeah, that that's big time improvement. That's what we harked on last week. And these are the players change. who got the penalties last week. This isn't a different team. This isn't the starters who. Okay, these are the, the backups that got all the penalties last week did not get penalties this week. Huge. Is, is that a sign of good coaching? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to admit that yet, but mm-hmm. it could be. It's a possibility. It, it, I don't think anything's going to get you to admit there's good coaching, Jason. It's going to. It's going to. It's going to take a winning record. So it's okay. going to take here, a winning record. Here, I mean, I'll, that, I'll, that's I'll, not unreasonable. A preview of uh, the show that we'll record later in the week. My prediction sure to go wrong. If the Saints get two penalties a game for the entire season, they will win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> done wowzers just cut uh, that one out and put it in the show right. later um, in the week there was uh i did think uh taylor made a great pass breakup play early in the game and stroud threw a, a perfect pass too oh it's a great pass well yeah. uh great pass but uh taylor taylor made a good play on it so that he was uh, like just timed it timed it exactly right so that was, that was that was good to see too I have I have two two other kind of good. So I'll just say we've talked about this last week or, or the whole preseason, but the linebacker group in general, I like what I'm seeing. I mean, uh, Nephi Sewell and Jalen Smith and Nick Anderson made some plays, um, and, and Demarco Jackson all were involved there making plays. Um, and then going away from that, Jordan Howden, um, yeah. is hey, that's our rookies look had a game today. Brzee, Foskey, and Jordan Howden all were all were kind of getting in there. Jordan Howden is making plays on special teams, as which is what he has to do to be on this team, because um, there's not really a safety position so much, uh, you know, that, that looks like it's for him. But um, I, I re- and like the Jordan Howden stuff because that's a, a fourth round pick that that's the one draft pick that nobody talked about. Like we come yeah. out of the draft and like our whole show is about everybody but Jordan Howden, and then the linebackers because I doubted. I was ter- been terrified of what we have at linebacker, and um, now when and one of those guys that I just mentioned is definitely going to get cut. I mean, 
Nick yeah. Anderson's had a tough role to 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 make this team is with his size and and height and all out of Tulane, but he played a great game tonight. So his best play was the, the pass breakup. It was a, that's hey, that guy's scene, a speedster it? that he kept up with. And, yeah, I mean, uh, seeing it in it's one thing for to look really fast coming out of Tulane. It's another thing to run down the seam with somebody in 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 the NFL and stick with them. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, punters. Man. I, he, uh, I thought he, he punted better today. He had one good punt and and an okay punt. I mean, he had one big one that was like yeah, 60, well, one huge 60, that landed one, at one the huge three. One, the other one, right? Tried to cough and corner it and it went in the end zone. Just kind of didn't place it well. But I don't know. We I still, still wish think, we had Morstead. But. Yeah. Do we? Do we still think that the punter for the Saints this year is currently still not on the roster or do you think one of the two that are on the roster are going to get the job as of now I think it's I think it's Gilligan but I, mean, I don't know is, is there another team somewhere that's got a punter that punted extremely well but he's behind a great punter and he's going to get cut kind of like our kicking situation I mean I I, th- I think we probably still go with Lutz but um, I mean Grubay deserves to be on a, on a roster somewhere Grubay will done. be on a roster somewhere yeah. for sure um, there's been a couple of teams that don't don't actually have a starting kicker on their team right now. So there's gonna be like Denver and San Diego will be probably outbidding each other for Ten- somebody. Tennessee like just cut their only kicker today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the- I, I I don't I I think Gilligan is our punter. I don't like the fact of what what I've seen. I last year what I saw and what I've seen in this preseason. Like I don't like the fact that he's our punter, mm. but. Do I think that some other NFL team has two punters better than Gilligan? That that'd be weird. Yeah. Um it would. I still 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 want Groupie to be to try out like have, have we even seen him punt? Like can, can Groupie maybe <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I've got a special section for Groupie versus Lutz here. So we've started talking about it, so we might as well carry on. The kick that he missed, the 60 yarder. If he'd have made that, would that have would that have won him the job? Or, or is it still Will Lutz's job to lose? I still think it's Lutz's job to lose just because he's been there before. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it one step further, James. So if he makes the 60, okay, then the game is 17-16. And when the Saints have fourth and four from the 43, he then will get a shot at a 61. Yeah. If he makes the sixty and the sixty-one, yes, game over. Get, sorry, I'm sorry, Will Lutz. You're you're incredible, but this guy is four million dollars less than you. Um, it, it, so I'll just say, I, I, if he makes the sixty, if he if it's right down the middle, you're you, there's a conversation where yep. the coaches sit down and go, tell me why we don't. Like, let's let's is is this the guy? If he makes two of them, two sixties, sixty and a sixty-one. Done. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Is there a case for him getting a fractured toenail at some point in the next two days? (laughs) So he sits on uh, sits on IR for the year, or do you think that they will try? He's got got to start. He's got a starting job. He wouldn't. I mean, there's. Yeah. We we shouldn't ask him to do that, and he won't do it. When we've done that, it's guys that needed the time. He's he is ready to be an NFL kicker right now. Yeah, because we did. Deserve, that he deserves Gilligan, it, didn't we? Yeah, 
and Rashid Shaheed. And I mean, we've, we've done that yeah, with a, a, a few different guys. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we might do it with, I think Shaq Davis might've fell on his tailbone and uh, broke <laughs> it or something or got a really <laughs> bad bruise to where he's going to go on IR in the next uh, 48 hours. Yeah, maybe. So given the one, the people we've already discussed, is there anyone else who made a case for a roster spot today or anybody really hurt their chances? Yeah. L- Lucas Kroll did not make the team because of today. Um, last week he made it to where like he had an uphill battle. Then he had a good week of practice and then he had seven catches um, for 106 yards on 15 targets. Yeah. And he, 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 he did have a couple drops. Couple he had drops today. three or four like hit him in the chest or hands drops. Um, and we see the difference of somebody. Listen, Z- Jimmy Graham's 36 years old, but he's out there going, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. And that's my damn ball. Lucas Kroll looks like he's that guy. He's aggressive like that guy, but doesn't come down with the ball. Um, and, and that's something that can develop. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I think he deserves to be on the practice squad. I don't think he deserves to just be thrown in the, tr- the tr- trash heap. Um, but he's not getting picked up by another team when he's cut. Um, he's, no. um, he, he had, but he had a chance to make it a really uncomfortable, again, weird conversation after Jimmy's game. But you know, if Jimmy drops that, that touchdown and then Lucas Kroll gets catches 13 of 15 balls. We got a conversation going on about mm. Jimmy's too old and Lucas Kroll's the new future. Uh, Lucas Kroll didn't make the team today. Yeah, Jason, you got anyone who helped or hurt their chances? I mean, Kirkland. Kirkland looked pretty good out there, returning kicks, catching passes. You know, I know the receiver room is very deep. We've talked about this. The big question comes: Do they finally just cut bait with Traquan and keep? So, I mean, who do you have? You got Olave. Thomas, Shahid, we assume A.T. Perry is, made it, even though, man, he's yeah. had a lot of playing time these past few games where it seems like after the first game, he kind of locked up a spot. So you've got Perry. Who I, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing Kirkwood. somebody. Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Kirkwood, Kirkwood, and then you go Kirkland as your six? Listen, I, I don't think Kirkland who, ends up making this team. Who's going to return? Is, is Shahid going to return kicks? Shahid's going to return kicks, yes. Okay. Um, I don't think that Kirkland ends up probably be on this team and that's not because of Kirkland. It's because of the way our roster is. Um, but I, I think John Trey Kirkland has shown me that he is worthy of being an NFL receiver for somebody. Um, he returning kicks. He's, he, he looks good. He's not dropping the ball when the ball hits him. He is catching it and he's getting upfield. Um, whatever you think about the XFL, he was clearly the best receiver in the entire XFL. And um, I, I think that he's, he has shown me today and throughout the last couple of weeks that he deserves to be in the NFL, at least um, doing something. Yeah. What um, we obviously got a really extended look at Jake Hayner today. Um, a few ups and downs. I think that'd be fair to, yeah, I, I still like what I saw. I He was playing behind a shitty offensive line, so that didn't do him any favors. I mean, he really did seem to target Krull a lot more than he should have. But well, you, you, 15 times. You know, but <laughs> you, you do still see things, the way he could scramble out, keep plays alive, keep his head up. He slings the ball around. There's there's a lot to like. He's just, he's growing. 
You know, he's he's learning. He's he's gonna make his mistakes, but there's 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 a lot of potential there. I think. Yeah, I I like what I see as far as who he's going to be as our backup in 2024. Um, yeah. lo looking at what this is a guy coming from um Fresno that uh, I mean this is first couple games in the NFL and what he's playing and. What I'll say, just like Jason, he throws a beautiful ball. Like he's got a great spiral, good whip. Um, you can watch what he's doing that he's going through and he's making good decisions. He's making them like exactly not two or three seconds late. He's making them one second late. Um, he he had multiple guys today that were open. He throws to them, and then like before the ball gets there, a defender comes in and bats it down. And if he would just get back where he's taking his drop and then set that back foot and fire. Those guys are wide open catching the ball and running instead of the ball getting knocked down or intercepted. So um, I, I like it. I mean, it, he's he's not going to probably – there's almost 0% chance of him taking a single snap during week one through 17 this year. I mean, Jameis is our backup, and if something happens, then Taysom would probably play. Um, but uh, I, I like I – like he's, he's, he's obviously smart. Obviously, he can throw the ball. Um, uh, you give him a year of being around the NFL and – and all like that, and uh, I think he he's going to be a, a very solid backup in the future. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's the processing. He seems to be able to process quicker than Jameis Winston can. In terms of it, it, how how many times does Jameis Winston hold onto the ball and get sacked? Hayner doesn't 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 do that. Like I said, the problem is is he does it quickly, but he just doesn't do it very accurately at the moment. Well, okay. So, so I agree with what, I don't know if he's processing it quicker. He's getting rid of the ball quicker, but he's getting rid of the ball for incompletions quicker. So I'd almost, I don't know. I mean, you're bringing this up. Jameis had a quarterback rating of 104.4 and Jay Kaner had a 35 or 36.3. So yes, today oh, wow. in this game. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take Jameis processing slower. Um <laughs> For a for a one hundred and four quarterback rating versus thirty six, yeah. Um. So I and again, Jameis Jameis has had a lot more experience in the NFL. I don't, I don't. And everybody like the first drive, everybody trying to get on social media and crap on Jameis, who then like leads a beautiful drive and makes some pretty passes, and then everybody's completely silent, and then just rewards Jimmy Graham for it. Not not a word about ja Jameis is just fine as a backup quarterback. He's got lots of arm talent. He's going yeah, to yeah. be fun to be around this year um but this is this is his last year in new orleans i mean jay caner will we can, we're not going to spend the money on having three quarterbacks next year it's this is it no def um, definitely not he'll he'll def get there i just but no i definitely Jameis is the the better quarterback right oh now. yeah yeah no no 100 100 anybody got any final thoughts I'm excited that football is almost here. I'm excited for our next week of shows. We've got a regular show Tuesday and then our super season preview spectacular on Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm be back, back in the know, domes very soon. Yeah, we're a couple of weeks away from that. I'm, I can't wait. Um, listen, I'm, I think that our offense has so many weapons that I'm not too worried about what, what our offensive floor is. I think our offensive floor is pretty decent um, with Derek Carr and all the weapons we have. Um, the questions are on defense. I'm liking what I'm seeing from our defense because what I saw this week and last week is these second string, quote unquote, 
uh, defensive linemen and second string linebackers making plays. Um, and that's where I've been worried about our depth of both of those positions. You know, what, what kind of happens. Um, so, and the same thing with some of the, the defensive backs, like our second string defense played a good game today for, for the most part. So um, I, I like seeing that because those guys are, their stuff's going to happen this year, whether it's suspensions or injuries or anything, those guys are going to have to play. And um, I, I like what I'm seeing because if I think that if our defense is a top third of the league defense, a top 10 defense, we're going to win a lot of football games this year with that. Uh, I think mm. just with our offensive higher floor. So um, I'm, I'm really encouraged by, by kind of what I'm seeing here. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you picked it up on the, on the commentary and this is my final thought, by the way, um, interview with Dennis Allen or uh, I think it was Aaron Andrews asked Dennis Allen a question and he said that 45 of the 53 are, are already, he's already decided on 45 of, of the, of the 53. Are you surprised that it's that high at this stage or was, would that be what you would kind of expect? Well, I would think that's, it's it. It seemed about in line with me. I almost thought there'd be a fewer jobs up for grabs, but yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think I think he I think he lied so that everybody on the team that thinks they're on the bubble played hard is excited. <laughs> I think that we've got fifty of the fifty three. Are this is what's happening? Um, I'd say I'd say they say there's three jobs that are like, um. But after Jimmy Grant's performance, maybe I think, only two. I think, I think the Graham Kroll <laughs> thing was probably a conversation. I think that there's some Shaq Davis, John Trey Kirkland, A.T. Perry, Traquan Smith, uh, um, Keith Kirkwood stuff going on that anything could kind of happen if something went crazy. And then Isaac Yadam is kind of in there of, you know, where what were we going to do? And I think, I think he made enough bad plays today to be a practice squad player versus, oh, that guy's got to be on the 53. Um, he made He's good, good plays late. Teams, he made though. good plays later, but he screwed up a couple of things that where we've got other guys yeah. that can do it. So I think, uh, uh, I think there was probably, I think three. I'll, I'll go with there's three positions that were like, well, eh, let's between this guy and this guy and say like that. But yeah, okay. So roster cutdowns is Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday right? Yeah. So obviously we're not going to record before that happens. Why would we? Exactly, because we're recording now. So I'm going to ask you both a question. This is going to be a prediction. Oh. Shock. I thought this was an instant reaction about a game. It is an instant reaction about a game, but we're just (laughs) chucking it in at the end. Shock cut from the team, or somebody we're not expecting to to not make the 53 who doesn't make the 53. I'll kind of drop that one on you, sorry. Um... The torn between two. One's kind of a joke because I want to say Traquan Smith just because every time we think he's going to get cut, he doesn't get cut. So it's kind of like I don't expect him to get cut, but I think well, he should I'll, be cut. I'll, I'll tell you what I just what I think is going to happen with Traquan Smith. I think he makes the 53. Kirkwood is cut, but they have an agreement that on Wednesday, Traquan goes on whatever I'm hurt, pup, IR, whatever they want to call it. I don't know. And then Kirkwood is elevated for game one. I, I think they'll do some weird stuff with, yeah. a, with a veteran Kirkwood um, I'll I'll predict I'll actually predict a, a surprise cut I think the I, I would have thought this going into this game after this game I don't believe this anymore but I was going to say Adam Prentice will cut the fullback to keep Taysom and the extra tight end and all but uh, I, I think that Adam Prentice has been featured so much throughout yeah. practice and the last couple weeks that that can't happen but kind of the fullback was the one I was uh was, he had was two cute. big runs today. 
<laughs> I don't, they love they love the fullback. I don't yeah. I don't. It's, it's crazy. They do. They do. Lucas Kroll, Lucas Kroll. I mean, I don't know. If that's a surprise cut versus what we talked about, but yeah. Well, we will discuss the uh, the makeup of the of the fifty three man roster when we uh, when we record our next show. So uh, that's all the show we have for you right now. So thank you for listening in. You can follow us on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. If you want to join the game day chats on the Discord, please drop us a message and we will get you in. And of course, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Please leave five-star reviews uh, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever wherever it is you get your podcasts from. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, preseason donkeys. Who that? Living like birds in the magnolia trees. Child on the rooftop, mother on her knees. Her side reads, please. I am an American. Drown in sorrow, floods of deepest grief. The Dome Patrol podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.